return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Hallelujah. Thank you. I do feel quite welcome here um, for the pastor's conference. Oh, is Darcy here tonight? Um, I think she was maybe coming later, but or maybe not. But anyway, her and I, we get excited about little things. And um, so for conference, um, there's a sign I had at the house that I thought, oh, where should I put it? And I, I love it. I don't want to let it go. Anyway, it's outside the door. It says, home sweet home. I don't know if you've noticed it, but, you know, don't you feel at home here? I pray so, that you really feel at home and that you know that your family so we're grateful for that. So, but yeah, this was just so much on my heart to to put some scriptures together, and and um, I got so blessed doing this. And when you see some of the slides that Michelle helped me with, thank you, Michelle. Um, you'll see how my message tonight spans decades. So, yeah, it's just because because it's the Word of God. And one word from God is enough, and that has brought us through time and time again, hasn't it? And it kind of ties in when you think about um, Audrey Mack um, encouraging us to get a word from God. I realized later it tied in with that, but um, but um, that's how the Spirit moves. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but I want to give a fresh testimony, and it's what happened to me yesterday and I received a word from God. And when we get a word from God, it's like an anchor to our soul. Amen. And when we get a word from God and we're anchored, the winds can come, the waters may rise, but we still stand, right? I'm sure there's a lot of songs about that. And when we get a word from God, it's like a bridge, it can be like a bridge that one word from God was a bridge across the ocean in personally for me and because of the Lord giving me a word to go across the ocean to India and to Africa. But I needed a word. I, if, if we have a word, we have everything we need. One word from God is enough. So, but, so yesterday I'm sitting there and... Looking at this old Bible, how many have your Bibles with you? I know some use your phones. I know that that row of teenagers that we were with, our grandchildren, and then the row down there. They're on their apps, and you know, and a couple of them asked for some paper. It was really precious, and but so you might have your phone. That's all right too. So, but I'm sitting there yesterday in my spirit. Oh my Lord. Just listen. Listen to your spirit. Listen to him. He said, out of the clear blue, he said, the bitter waters shall become sweet. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. (laughs) The bitter waters shall become sweet. So I wanted to start with that portion of scripture, and it's from Exodus. And I'm going to read a few verses because I feel like somebody's going to tap into that, some of the promises that are there. And so we're starting with verse 18, Exodus 15 and verse 18. It says, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And here we go into praise and worship. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel. Don't you love the instruments? Hallelujah. The jembes, the drums. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancing. Hallelujah. We've experienced dancing here today. Miriam answered them and said, sing unto the Lord. Shall we say that together? Sing unto the Lord. He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider he's thrown into the sea. And um, when Dave and I were first married, we, we sang that song. And the, the, 
the horse and the rider's been thrown into the sea. So verse 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What are we going to drink? Verse 25, he cried to the Lord. And here's the promise for us today. He cried to the Lord, and he showed him a tree, which he had cast into the waters. And the waters were made, say it, sweet. The waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And he said, and we all love these next two verses, if you will diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord, and you'll do what is right in his sight, and you will give ear, let's listen to the Lord, to his commandments and his statutes. He says, I will put none of these diseases on you. And he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So I just was so blessed yesterday to hear the Holy Spirit say, in my spirit, that he was making bitter water sweet. And we could spend a lot of time on that portion of scripture, but that's really not my message tonight. But I just wanted to give a fresh example. And one author, different scholars think that that tree that was thrown into those bitter waters could have been some kind of tree that was like the tree of life. And I thought, hallelujah. Of course, the cross of Jesus, how what Jesus did for us on the cross is made our lives sweet. So uh, I just wanted to release that, and I also want to, for you to just grab hold of, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. So even as we look at the rest of the word, that right. your life can be healed tonight. Right. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So that I'd like everyone, you know, as you're sitting there, just, just ask the Lord to speak to you tonight. Amen. Ask the Lord you, for a word. a word. He is faithful, and that's how he speaks to us. Mm-hmm. His word is alive. We want to let that word settle in us. Ooh, when it settles, it's like healing, healing to our bones, healing to our spirits. And it reaches down into our hearts, and it becomes truth for us. Amen? Amen. 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 So um, I have a kind of a page, I guess you'd say, of of, uh, testimonies. And we all know the story that Peter walked on one water. I mentioned going to India on one word, and Peter walked on. What was the word? Yeah, Jesus said, come. Peter walked on that word. We're going to receive a word tonight. You can walk on it. You you won't retreat. You won't go backwards. You don't have to stand still. We don't want to stay where we're at. Amen? Amen. But we can move forward because God will give us a word. And... um, the, some of the things that as I began to just go through my Bible and look at times that God spoke to me over the years, I got super blessed and grateful and built up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So uh, I'm going to share testimonies tonight. And Isaiah 55 says, His Word does not return void. It does not come back to us empty, but his word accomplishes what it is sent out to do. It prospers in the people it is sent to. So even tonight, you are being prospered because the word of God is being sent to you. And um, I remember when um, none of these go, these ones don't go in chronological order, but when, when Pastor Dave was faced with this cancer report now over 10 years, maybe 11 years now, and so what do we do? We have to go to the word. Lord, what do you want us to do? Lord, we need a word from you. We need a proceeding word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. And God will give us proceeding words Amen. for a situation, for a relationship, for finances, for certainly for healing yeah. and for direction. Or uh, maybe somebody is praying like, should I, Lord, should I move? Should I take this job? But we'll get an, a proceeding word. He has his eye upon us. Amen. The psalmist said that, that the Lord will guide us with his eye. Amen. That he will instruct us. He will teach us in the way that we should go. He will guide us, give us guidance. He's a guidance counselor with his eye upon us. 
So we went to the word of God, and sure enough, God gave, well, and Pastor Dave certainly got his own words from God, but I got a word that gave me peace. And, yeah. and I was so grateful because in Matthew, the word I got was that the Lord, he himself took our infirmities. And the word that was like huge popped off the page, he removed our disease. Yeah. He removed our disease. Yeah. And sometimes our choices A and B, and we don't like either of them, <laughs> right? right? But it gave great peace in my heart as as Dave's wife that he would be healed. And now 11 years yeah. anyway. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. So um, then way back when, when my children were little, I had a problem. Um, it was a different problem that I was facing with my eyes. And, and if you look at pictures, we had just started the church. And um, I had a whole bunch of bumps in one of my eyes. See, right now, I don't even know which one it was, praise God. And I had little bumps and, yeah, un, in my eyelids and under here. And, and my eye was very small, and um, um, it looked very angry. <laughs> and so for a month, um, I went to different eye doctors to try to figure out what was going on and uh, to be healed. But anyway, so we had gone to Rock Valley, and we went some days, mom and dad. And I remember we were down in the basement, and the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he gave me Psalm 118. I'll just read it to you. You, you don't, if you pop it up there, that's great. But, um, but it was a rhema word. And the scripture says 118 and verse 8. And I was reading my Bible at that moment, and, and the Lord said, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And I was like, oh, that was so clear and so specific, and I'd been given so many different drops, and, you know, thank God for doctors. But God told me to put my trust in him. And I got rid of all the eye drops, and within two weeks, my eye was totally healed. There was not one bump or scar tissue or anything in it. And the doctor had said a very glum report, like, well, no matter what we do, if we do surgery and try and take those out, you'll always have scar tissue. Completely gone. The word of the Lord, proceeding. We, We receive a proceeding word. And one word from God is enough. Amen? And um, so, and then my mother went to heaven. I am 67. My mother went to heaven when she was 66 years old. So I consider that very young now. (laughs) And uh, Ryan was two and Angela was three. And it was very difficult. And I had driven down to Sioux Falls and I just wondered, you know, Lord, you know, how is my mom? And out of my spirit, there came that song, the song of Moses. They sang the song of Moses. And um, just and true are your ways, O Lord, thou king of the saints, who shall not fear thee. And, And again, out of my spirit, the Lord was saying, Lord, the Lord is just and true. And I had such a peace come over me about my mom and um, her uh, heavenly home and But, you know, one word from God. I never worried a second more about that after that. So um, I brought all kinds of history (laughs) with me. Lord, help me get through it. But, like, when my kids were little, this font is so little. Boy, I didn't need bifocals back then. (laughs) But I've given these out to different people, and I even gave it to one of my um, medical doctors. She was, she's raising teenagers, and I folded it up and put it in a, in a, um, envelope, and, but we would confess the word of God, you know, out of our spirit, and this might seem rote, but in the spirit, he'll bring a word regarding a child, regarding a situation, regarding, uh, a job, and, um, you know, for instance, it says, I, this is completely scripture. They are like trees along a river bank, luscious fruit um, each season without fail. Their leaves shall never wither, and everything, and I underlined everything, they, let me see, 
Yeah, everything they set their hands to do prospers. Thank yeah. you. And then I would put over on the other side, like, no defeat. Amen. Declare the word of God yeah. <laughs> over our lives, over our children, over now over our grandchildren. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to show you that because there's such power. One word from God is enough. Right. I remember I found a little scrap of paper in my very neatly organized file <laughs> about Ryan, and it was Second uh, Timothy 2. 21, and I remember needing it at that time, and and um, that word said, he shall be a vessel of honor, yeah. and I scribbled it on a piece of paper, and, and he certainly is that God has brought this to pass, and some of us are still waiting yeah. for that, that manifestation of that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times we quoted Psalm 8, 118, and I shall not die but live, and declare the works of the Lord, and I just want to encourage everyone that yeah. that... There's power in the word. There's substance in the word. Amen. And when we get a word from God that, that it's life unto those that find it, healing and health to all of our flesh. And we'll look at a few slides of that where you'll see in my Bible where I wrote dates or I wrote a name. And, but I remember as a, a brand new Christian, um, having to resist a lot of fear, I, I had, I know I had spirits of fears. And, um, and I recently wrote a Facebook article on panic. And, um, and praise God that the word ministers to people and was, can set people free. But I would quote the word and I would say, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I resist the devil and he's got to flee from me. And, you know, I just had to, um, he, she who's been forgiven much loves much. And I just had to, I had to just resist the devil and, and get chains broken off me. I loved that service this morning and those chains are broken and uh, all the people that came forward and wrote down and, and I was, I was not bold, but again, I heard the word of the Lord in Acts 1. You're going to receive power. Somebody here did not receive power. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You shall be my witnesses. And God does something in us in the super that we can't do in the natural. So we want to contend for the faith and we want to, uh, desire spiritual gifts and we want to go after it. We cannot be passive or laid back. And um, in Matthew 11, of course, when our daughter was sick, all of a sudden this laid back, you know, kind of, um, I wasn't, you know, very bold or anything like that, but I was a mama. But all of a, re- I all of a sudden realized that I had to bring heaven to earth. I had to go after the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Come on, the violent take up by force, the energetic, those who are go-getters. And we have to, sometimes we have to just go, go after what God has said. And even, I just want to say a little parenthesis here. I mean, I know there's, I've had disappointments where I quoted the word and I thought that, you know, this and that. You know, there's some of us in the room with disappointments, but we, we still want to press in, right? We want to press, press in hard, press toward the mark of that high calling. And so I, I just became violent in my faith and found out what does the Bible say from, I'll put this up for the Facebook. What does the Bible say from Genesis to Revelation? Well, if you wonder if healing is the word of God, and if you have a six-year-old daughter who is on her deathbed, you will search the scriptures. And we found from Genesis to Revelation that Jesus has provided healing. He provided it in the Old Testament, and he provides it in the New Testament. So we learned the word, and we uh, quoted the word, and I... It's nothing to do with us. I just want to say God's faithful. And thank you, Lord. Um, even before I knew you, Dave, I was encouraged by a spiritual leader to get a word from God about taking a trip to Russia and to bring Bibles into Russia, into the underground church in 1974. So we had to get a scripture. I was like, wow, this is new. And sure enough, Jeremiah 29. 11 through 13, I know the plans I have for you. Come on now, they're plans for peace. They're not for evil. They're plans to prosper you. They're plans to give you a future that is filled with hope. And I could go then 
to Russia, and I didn't know anything. I didn't know what kind of plane we were flying on. I didn't know what cities we were going to, but I knew Jesus, and I knew my suitcase was full of life, full of Bibles, full of the living word, and that even now we have a a, a beautiful, well-known, world-renowned evangelist that we're friends with, and he's over in Russia right now. You know, I couldn't help but think, oh, God, all those Bibles that we brought, you know, could there be seed? I believe there is seed from that word that we brought. It was a team of six of us, and our leader was um, blacklisted. He couldn't go into Russia with us, so here we were, six of us, and I was, I think, 21, maybe, and uh, we were all right around that age, but... We had the captain of our faith go before us, went from city to city and met the underground church and delivered bread, give them bread, manna, living word. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. But we had to get a word, get a word to go. He encouraged us, get a word. I want to encourage everyone tonight just to get a word. And um, no matter what it is, I know um, when I was a freshman in, in, um, no, maybe it was a sophomore, I don't know. Um, I was young in, in college, and I, I had received Jesus into my life, but I didn't know if he was with me. I was like, oh, I hope you're with me, Jesus. And I was walking to work at Commons, Madeira Commons at that time, and it was cold. It was like 5 in the morning. It was dark, and I was scared. And Jesus whispered in my ear, and he said, I will never leave you. I'm never going to leave you alone. Amen. I was like, Amen. boom. I knew I'd heard from God. Yep. One word from God changes everything. Right. And I just hung on to that. And can you imagine? That's 45 years ago. That Can you remember something somebody said to you 45 years ago? <laughs> well, maybe. But the Spirit of God, yes. he drops it eternally into our heart. And we keep it. It's got keeping power. And, oh, I could say so much more. In his presence is fullness. Um, Let's go ahead and I'll go to those. One thing I'll say, too. Now, this, I don't even know if I've ever showed you this, but this is scriptures I scribbled down when praying about starting Holy Life Tabernacle. And there's, you know, beautiful verses. And then I wrote down the fourth year, the fifth year. And, you know, it's an eternal word. It's a word that guides us. It does instruct us. And in the meantime, we stay in peace. And there's nothing that can compare to that. Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful for fresh testimonies. I'm thankful that we have the word of God and it's proceeding. Here's another one we've had over the years. This is Psalm 91, and you can type it out. And I put at the top the Dave Kaufman household, uh-huh. and that it inclu- can include, you know, your whole household and declaring that our children and our grandchildren live under the shadow of the Almighty. They find rest under that shadow. This I declare, he alone is our refuge. He is our place of safety. He is our God. In you, Lord, will we trust. And declare the word, speak the word, because there's substance with the word of God. It's creative, isn't it? Isn't that how we were made? But God spoke us into existence. So thank you, Lord. Well, Lord, just help me remember everything that you want said here tonight. Um, I'm going to, I might need that thing, Randon, if you could get me that pointer deal. And... um, so maybe Randon could take this, and you could help me point, <laughs> because you kind of know when I want to point at something. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead with, uh, with those slides. There. So what I did the other day, I don't know where we were. I, you dropped me off at the coffee shop, and he says, I might be gone three hours, and I'm like, Okay, goody, <laughs> right? Because you were going to study. Yeah, I was going to study, and yeah, he had some counseling in Sioux Falls. And so I began to take pictures of my Bible. I began to take pictures, and that's what um, these are. But then Michelle really doctored it up and, and highlighted. Amen. And I've already quoted this one, but 
But um, I, I just, I just want to keep saying tonight, just somebody, just, just take this for yourself, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every word. Um, let's see. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by, say it, every word that is spoken. And so, okay, next. And uh, this is Luke 12. Now, I have on here, maybe I better take that deal. I was going to, can you, well, uh, help me, Lord. Okay. Oh, there. Okay, what I want to point out are the dates. Here's November 6, 1989. And so um, there's a lot going on right there. But what the Lord was saying to me was, Jeannie, whatever I've given you, if I've given you something, if I've given you much, I'm going to require a lot. Yep. And so that, and it, see, I wrote my name there. Yep. <laughs> I typed this in later, so that's kind of messy, but, and then Michelle wrote it out down here. But um, it's like remembering things that, that the Lord spoke. Amen. That was 1989. Next. Yeah. And this is August 10th, 1997. This was a hard season for me. There was some bitter water um, in this season. And I underlined to, well, I'll go ahead and read this. And he answered saying, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Let's say it together. With all and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And I just feel this way today as well, that I just couldn't get enough of the truth. I couldn't get enough of putting God's word in me and eating fresh baked bread. And so I, I knew that God was saying to love him, but to love him with my mind and, and not to be afraid. And, um, that was a season in our life where there was some turmoil and, uh, pastoring a church is, I was going to say not always easy, but maybe it's never easy. <laughs> and But you go to the Word. Yeah. And so the Lord was saying to me, "Just Jeannie, just love me with your mind. And let it soak down. Let my Word uh, minister to you. Let my Word heal you. And let my Word bring peace in, to the situations that were going on at that time. Yeah. And uh, And guess what? He did it. So next, this is kind of like giving you like a little peek into my diary or something. And but I felt like it's really powerful because it is the word, and that it will encourage. So now down here, it's September 24th, 1985. See, I wrote Cindy's name there, and I remember Cindy encouraging me at that day, and. And uh, she said, you're going to catch men. Because this whole time we've ministered, pastored here for 38 years, our desire is, our mission is to worship Jesus and to win souls. And we still have that aching and that, that, that passion in us to see the lost saved and for people to be born again and brought into these services and experience God's perfect love for them, and so I, I don't know if she called me, but she gave me that word, and it says, fear not, um, henceforth, you will catch men, so I, what happened when she gave me that? I was encouraged, <laughs> and how many here have had someone give them a word, and like, you're encouraged, sure, yeah, all over the room, so, and then, um, you know, there's, stuff up there. It's always something up there. Um, Next. Now, this is um, probably the dates for this. I don't have a date there, but the dates are probably right around 1990. Let's see, we talked about it with Angela and all those doctor appointments. Yeah, like the early 80s, say. So I was constantly. Middle to late 80s. Yes. So, and why did this scripture speak to me? It says, and Jesus increased, let's say it together, in wisdom and stature. 
So down here is the verse, and here's Angela's name and Ryan's name. Yes. And good success. good success and favor with God and with man. Yeah. Not everyone has to pray about their children growing. But we had to pray about everything. And because of medicine, every half inch that Angela grew was a victory. And so, praise God, she's a little taller than me now. (laughs) Woo-hoo! But we we spoke the word. Angela and Ryan. Well, Ryan is 6'4", so (laughs) he increased in stature. He grew after high school. He was like one of those... I think it was um, from my mom's side where they grew up, grow after they're 18. Four inches after graduating. After graduating. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a man of God. It's all because of the word. Yeah. And uh, there's an increase yeah. in stature. But, you know, and then there's favor. Yeah. We want to hang on to that today. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Okay, let's look at the next one. So um, it's very similar, and it's a you know, a chapter back, it's Luke 180. And the child grew. Shall we say it together? And the child grew and waxed and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. And down here again in verse 80, and I put, and Ryan and Angela, the children, they grew. And so again, this was the early 80s. And declaring the word, prophesying the word. So, it might be really fun for you to get your Bibles out and, and remember and just rehearse what the Lord has done. So we'll go to the next one. And, okay, so this one is a great commission, Mark. Um, I'm going to read uh, 15 and 20. Um, he said to them, go, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And they went forth, and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. I love this. And what? Confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So this is Mark 16. I just wrote to myself, hey, preach everywhere. (laughs) I don't know what year this was, but it was a long time ago. And I wrote, go. Go preach. Preach the gospel. To who? To everyone. And then down here underneath that banner is um, about speaking in tongues, glossolalia, a heavenly language. And uh, we've been able to walk on that word. And one word from God is enough. I'm I'm, I'm going to leave some time tonight for you to just listen, even if it's five minutes. And and I believe you can get a word from God about what's nearest and dearest to your heart. So, how many are still with me? Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's look again. So, Matthew 21. So, I scribbled up here. It shall be done. It shall be done. Yeah. And this is March 11th. That was my birthday. Uh-huh. And it was 2001. But I remember I got a phone call. And this says Tia right here. I don't know if Tia or her mother are watching. One was on but, oh, honestly, hallelujah. So I hope you're still watching because the word does not return void. And Tia uh, gave me this word through dawn, and it says, well, we'll just read it here, okay? Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and you don't doubt, you shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but you, if you say, shall say to this mountain, got a mountain in your life? Tonight, if you shall say to this mountain, if you shall say to this mountain, get out of the way, get away, be cast in the set into the sea, it shall be done. And then verse 22 and all things, let's read it together and all All things, things. say it again. And whatever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So I thank God for that word in 2001. So how many years ago is that? Math, 18, 18 years ago. And that word still encourages, doesn't it? Next. Okay, so this is from Matthew 8. And the, um, the thing that really stood out for me in this verse is about the centurion. And this part here, speak the word only. 
Can we ask ourselves tonight? I'll ask myself. (laughs) Is that what I'm doing? Am I speaking the word only? I'm not saying we can't say, hey, you know, I have a prayer request. I have this situation. But we want to speak the word only. Let's declare what God says about our situation. Let's rise up. Let's become those militant people. Let's be those soldiers that God talks about in the New Testament. We're soldiers. We're strong. We're not lazy. And I wrote to myself, Jeannie, speak the word only, I wrote right there. And that was September 22nd, 1991. There's so many other good things, you know. I'd like to just rabbit trail there. But (laughs) for any of you journal people, you know, you worshiped him. Hallelujah. But don't we want to do that? Don't we want to do what the Lord says right there? Let's just do I know we do it, but how about if we do it more? Just declare what God says. Get out get out our um, Bible sheets. There's a lady in this church. <laughs> she has like five devotionals on her dining room table. And she just, you know, she feeds herself from this one and spiritually feeds herself from this one. Let's get in the Word. Let's, let's designate even more time for the Word. And it's not a works thing. It's a life thing. It's fresh manna. It's strength to our bones. It's healing to our flesh. It's peace to our hearts. It's calmness to our minds. And joy unspeakable, say it. Full of glory. So next, 2 Corinthians, well, 3, 5. Was this, let's see. Was this my favorite verse? The one with the, I mean, this is my favorite verse. But did, did we have this twice, Michelle? Well, anyway, if we do, I'll show it twice. Okay, so, yeah, this is my, whoops, this is my favorite verse, <laughs> and because I need it. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think as anything as of ourselves, but say it, our sufficiency is from God. So, what's missing there? Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing missing. Our, everything we need, we have. Everything we need is from God. And, um, well, here's a date here that talks, you know, it's uh, 2002. And that was more about not being sad. It says, I would not have you in heaviness and up here. But you are, you are, what does that say? Helpers of your joy. So, you know, encourage ourselves in the Lord. Speak the word only, and I have lived off of that verse. I feel like there might be another slide on that one, but anyway. Um, so we, we want to realize, you know, how many have ever felt insufficient, yep. inadequate? Yep. I don't think I can do this. Yep. I certainly didn't think I could speak in front of, in front of anyone, yep. Facebook Live. Yep. But my sufficiency is from God, yep. and we are made for his glory. We'll look at a verse that talks about why, why do we have a voice? It's for him. And the devil will try to rob you of your voice. He'll try to take it away. So, okay, let's move on. Um, yeah, so, again, kind of that same theme, like, if I am weak, then am I strong. And I'm going to glory in the things which concern my, it says infirmities, but I want to say weaknesses. Because uh, Jesus never gives us infirmity or sickness or cancer or or, uh, car accidents or poverty or depression or um, he doesn't doesn't attack us. He heals us. So this refers to our our, uh, weaknesses. Well, we might feel one way, but God says... The truth about us. If, if I must needs glory, if I have to boast, I'm in a glory in the things which concern my weaknesses. How many here tonight are glorying in your weakness? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could, you know, blah, 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 blah. But come on, let's glory in our weakness because when we are weak, then are we strong. strong. We're strong in the Lord, the power of His might. Next. So let's see. This is a powerful verse about um, our thought life. Second Corinthians, verse ten, or chapter ten, three through five. And um, I wrote, 
to myself. Where did that button go again? Okay. Reject thoughts that are not from God. Are we doing that? Yes. Every day we're doing that. And um, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are what? Mighty. They are what? Mighty. Say it one more time. Mighty. Our weapons are mighty through God. Amen. It's through God. It's always about his word. Yes. And it says we can pull down strongholds mm-hmm. and we can be delivered and we can be set free from anything, any thought, any feeling, anything that exhausts itself against the word of God. Amen. Resist it. Amen. Command it to go. Amen. It says cast it down. Yes. Well, I think that means just throw it away. Yep. Right? Yep. Get rid of it quickly. There was a season in my life where I didn't do it very quick. It took me 10 months to cast down a thought that wasn't from God. It doesn't have to take 10 months. Immediately. Because you know what will happen? If if we don't do it immediately, you know that word stronghold? Mm -hmm. That's just what happens. It gets a hold. On your mind. It gets a, what kind of hold? And there are spirits that are mind-controlling spirits. And we see it all in all different facets. But but we we want to quickly get rid of any thought that isn't from God. So it doesn't get a strong hold in our thought patterns. Okay, next. I want to encourage everyone here tonight... If you're feeling sleepy or something, I just want to encourage you to just move around a little bit. There's just a few more minutes where you just really want to be alert. Come Amen. on now. Be, be awake to what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Amen. This is a message. When we get one word from God Amen. is enough. And we, um, if you need to just uh, eat a mint or something, just take your liberty there. Amen. I see a date here, and it says February 1990. Proverbs 9 there. But anyway, and it, this tied in, but this was the date where Angela was very sick and her elbows were very, um, she was in a lot of pain. And also my sister-in-law was dying with cancer. It was a very hard season. And, but we go to the word, don't we? And so the Lord said to me that day, Don't look at the things which are seen. Come on, tonight, let's do this. Don't look at those things that you can see. I was seeing Angela's elbows. I didn't want her to hurt. I didn't want Cheryl in pain, my twin brother hurting. It says, but look at the things which are not seen. Come on, let's get spiritual vision. Let's look into the heavenly realm. Let's look at what God says. And it says, the things that are seen are temporal. Can everyone say temporal? They're not going to last. They're temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And I think I wrote down, oh, right there, you can't see it that much, but it says elbows. Right there, elbows. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you remember. And, you know, she's she's well and her elbows don't hurt. And, you know, the word, um, Cheryl went to be with the Lord. And we don't always, we have an I don't know file, don't we? We have a file where I don't know why that happened. Um, I don't know why we have a grandchild in heaven. I don't know. But we can put those things in a file and keep our eyes on things that are eternal. Okay, next. How many more do I have? Maybe too many. Was that eight? Ten? Okay. Um, okay, I'll move along quicker. Sure you will, Jeannie. Is this the next one? Oh, okay, let's see. I determined this within myself, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. Okay. As a pastor, that's what I made a decision. That was September 22nd, 2002. I'm not going to come to you in heaviness. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to come to you in sorrow. I'm not going to stand up here and be in debt, depressed, and discouraged like those those men that David had in the cave. No, we're going to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, all of us as believers. We can cheer up other people. And 
I remember writing that like, I'm going to choose to be happy, what Paul said in another verse. Amen. I'm going to choose to be happy, and I'm going to choose to walk in the anointing that God has on us. Next. Yeah. So determined, isn't it? Um, not, okay, and this was Ernie Gruen. Okay, see that chair? Not the first row, but the second row. Ernie Gruen was sitting in that second chair right there. And I went up to him, it was pastor's conference, and I go, I don't feel anointed. <laughs> That's about how I looked. So, and I had that Bible with me. And I, do you know, does anyone remember Ernie Gruen? Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> he went to the Word. And um, he didn't care how I felt. He didn't care that I said that. But he cared about what God said. Amen. And he pointed me to 2 Corinthians one twenty one. I will never forget it. It says, now he who establishes us with you is Christ. And he who has anointed us is God. So he just gave me that word, and he said, you're anointed. Of course, we all know Mama Perry said that for years and years and years. But Brother Ernie Gruen said that, and one word from God is enough. And if I ever had that feeling again, I'd, I'd go to the word. And we are anointed. We know we're anointed because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We are his his vessels. We are his mouthpiece. Next. I I am anointed on there. Okay, here's some dates here. Um, This was also like um, around the time when, well, anyway, um, when Cheryl passed away, and I can't remember which date it was here. Probably 97. Yeah. And, but we needed comfort. And um, at that same time, Perry's husband passed away when we were in Minneapolis at the funeral for Cheryl. And so many difficult things were going on. And, but I wrote down, blessed be the God, the Father. Somebody received this tonight. Maybe somebody in Facebook needs some comfort. Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercy, the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them who are in any trouble by the comfort that we ourselves have received. We've been comforted by God. So I needed that. I remember when my mom uh, passed away, a pastor gave me the scripture, underneath are the everlasting arms of the Lord. So... um, Let's just go through just a few more. I really do want to save a little time. Okay, well, this is, this is neat because, um, of course, I say they're all neat, don't I? <laughs> well, this one's really good, but, but um, it talks about the victory. And there's a date there. It's 9, September 1st, I don't know. It's like 91. Is it 91? Yeah. And, I, again, I was... Telling myself what God says. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Yep. Come on, pick yourself up. <laughs> um, be, be steadfast. Be immovable. Be always abounding in the work of the Amen. Lord. Your, na- your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Yeah. Next. And, um, well, this was neat, too. I'll just say this real quick. This seems like a funny verse to have up here, but it was when Joey asked um, Angela to marry, marry him. And I got this verse, November 10th. 1997, let them marry. Okay, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Amen. Um, Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so this I was talking to myself, you know, Jeannie, um, come behind in no gift. Again, I I believe I was just exhorting myself to, to go after the things of God. Next. And this was about forgiveness, and I wrote here, pray for people who hurt me. And we all face that, and give no offense. You know, don't hang on to offense, but next, I I can't spend any more time. But I think that said 2002. Mavis spoke here, and she gave, hello, Mavis, if you're watching. Okay. 2009, and I love this. This is the one I was going to tell you about, my voice. And, um, but 
it said, well, she didn't know that, but God said to me, O Zion that brings good tidings, get up to the high mountain, O Jerusalem that brings good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Come on. I believe as Christians we need to use our outdoor voices. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift up your voice with strength. And I just began to do that more and more. Don't be afraid. Lift it up and say to the cities, what a beautiful message. Behold your God. And um, so that was like a marker. Next. And this was in 1997. Steve Sampson gave me a word, and I said, I think I'm going crazy. Help me. We were down in at a camp in Missouri, Kansas. Yep. Hello, Steve Sampson and, um, and Melody. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. He said, it's just a distraction. I was like, is that all it is? I thought it was really bad. <laughs> and I'm afflicted, ready to die. That's how I felt. While I suffer these tears, I'm distracted. And I'm like, hallelujah for the word. Next. Okay, I'm going to probably pass over this one, but, you know, basically it's saying, come on, let's go for it. Let's get up. Let's go after this mountain. What's your mountain? Let's go. Let's go. Next. Where was that one with, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, hallelujah, I got through them all. <laughs> Thank you again. Michelle does amazing work Amen. with PowerPoint. So. And, um, but what I just wanted to do was, you know, it's, it's only 10 too, so I finished early. And I, I would like to have everyone just pause in his presence for a few minutes and ask God for a word. I think all of us have something that is on our mind. and But you can get your notebook out. This doesn't have to take long. We can have our music on. And we can open our Bible and ask God for a word. Or maybe you just want to remember a word and put a God... A word in season. A word in season. Yes. Something we need today. And we can just remember what the Lord has done. So... Lord, we thank you for your word. You're the word made flesh. You're dwelling here among us. We behold your glory, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that one word that is from you is enough. And I pray that people will hear an encouraging word. I believe they have already, but a personal word, something that they need right now. We receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.